Hey, what's up, listener? Thanks for pressing play this week on the Jock and Nerd podcast. The Walking Dead comic book drops a huge surprise twist. Netflix greenlights a Sandman TV series with Neil Gaiman involved. Geek Mooner. And the Flash movie gets its fourth director in five years. Plus, you're going to get our full spoiler review of Spider-Man Far From Home and a whole bunch more all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Saturday, July 6th, 2019. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Why? I don't know. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. That's right. What's up, listener? How's it going? Thanks for joining us this week and every week. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news reviews and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And that puppet hiding in the shadows in the corner. My spider shits are tingling. Recently spotted in Europe. It's the night, Felty. But we know his secret identity. It's Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? You can call me Night Monkey. How's it going? Oh, you could, you want to be the Night Is Monkey? Is that racist? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Possibly. Oh, I kind of. I don't know. <laughs> How's it going? And don't spoil the movie. I'm not. You're the one who called me Night Monkey. <laughs> That's not a spoiler. People figure yeah. out what that is. <laughs> Glad to have everyone here. Listen, Night monkeys are real things. Night monkeys are real things. What, yeah. what about spider monkeys? That's a real thing, too. Spider monkeys are real things, too. I'm going to get me one of the night monkeys as a pet. Just put monkey next to anything. Yes. Weed monkey. Where's the weed <laughs> monkey? Weed <laughs> monkey, bring me a bowl. All right, look, we got a lot of things to discuss. Let's get to the geek news right now. The Jock, Jock and Nerd Podcast. I'm going to start this segment talking about The Walking Dead. It'll, Why? Because it'll become very clear. The comic <laughs> book that's been running since 2003, of course, led to this massive Walking Dead empire for AMC Robert Kirkman. The show starts 2010. The book's hugely popular. Well, the book's still coming out. It's on uh, issue 193. Uh, this past Wednesday came out. New comic books come out on Wednesday. But leave it to the Walking Dead to be the king of surprises, the king of twists. 193 comes out Wednesday. On Tuesday, Robert Kirkman comes out and says, oh, by the way, I'm ending the book tomorrow with that, with issue 193. Oh, shit. Out of the blue. What? Yes. Did not. The comic book stores did not know. Fans did not know. Uh, this was so crazy. I had to go to my comic book store and get my pull list, and I haven't been there in months. Anthony, I went to the new pastimes. Yeah. Is it nice? It's very nice. It's in the Golf Mill Mall. It's in, right at an entrance. You walk in. It's right there. They actually have a dope sign. Huge uh, space. And guess who's working there again? Jimmy Terzis. Really? From Bruce Wayne's World. There. Yes, I saw Jimmy. I was like, what's up, Jimmy? He's full-time there again. Wow. <laughs> yes. Full-time. Yes. 
So, I don't know how you can be a full time. Never mind. I, yeah, look, I don't know how he's making a living. He's, doing uh, they, you know, listen, they, they make their money off Magic the Gathering cards, not comic books. That's how you right. run a successful comic book store in 2019. Pokemon cards. And Pokemon cards and board games. But I wasn't sure my pull list was going to be there. So I was like, look, I came to get my, my books. I don't, I don't know if it transferred over. Like I checked and it was there. And he's like, I'm surprised they pulled this Walking Dead for you. It was in there. I was like, that's why I came. Uh, and I caught up on the last 10 issues of The Walking Dead. So the book ends. At the end of the book, there's a six-page letter from Robert Kirkman saying he's had this idea uh, for like four years. He knew where it was going to end. He wanted to end it after issue 100 before Negan came. But then uh, it kept going. He didn't feel That's my Negan. That's my Negan right there. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> that ending he felt was going to be a little dark and bleak. And so then he wanted to go to issue 300. But then he gets to issue 142 and he's like, oh, I don't have enough for 300. This thing's ending at 193. I know it's going to end now. I'm going to spoil it a little bit. Spoiler. I'm never going to read it. Uh, if you're going to read this, uh, you should. It's a great book. Well, you know, uh, 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 impactful, great twist. But if you're going to read it, uh, don't listen right now. So in issue 192, the one before, Rick Grimes gets killed. Oh, shit. They killed Rick Grimes. Now, this is the book Kirkman said he was going to. It was going to be a never ending uh, uh, zombie movie. We're going to follow Rick Grimes to the end. But as we've seen the show, he felt shit was getting kind of repetitive. And really, you have to end fucking somewhere. So 192, Rick Grimes is killed. 193, time jump, 25 years in the future. In the book, Carl is still alive. They live in this new world. Maggie is president. Michonne is a judge. Carl has a child with Sophia. And people, they called it the trials, the time of the zombies. And there's no more... There's no more dead. People have almost forgotten what it was like to the point where there's like a traveling carnival where the guy takes the last few walkers and takes them through town. And the kid doing this is Herschel, which is Maggie's kid with Glenn. So they just stopped turning into zombies for no apparent reason. I, they, they were all done. They, they killed them all. There's a statue for Rick Grimes in the middle of the town. And at the end, Carl reads his daughter a bedtime story, kind of telling him everything you have is because of Rick Grimes. You were here because of Rick Grimes and kind of recaps. And the, uh, 193, I would pick it up. It's a fitting conclusion. Even if you haven't been reading the book, it's a nice tie up. But 16 years, uh, you guys, I think the TV show could probably take a page out of this. Maybe. What do you think? But end it? <laughs> yes. yes, absolutely. Ending it? Sure. I mean, I, I haven't watched the TV show nor read the books. Yeah. I haven't watched a TV show in years yeah. and, and never read the books. So I don't know. Sure. Like, it makes sense that, like, 10 years after this happens, like, at, at most, people will be like, all right, when pe somebody dies, you just put something through their head and then no more zombies. So let's just round up everybody who's dead. Right. Unless someone dies somewhere else right. where no one sees them or in an accident. Yeah. It's just common procedure to put something through. And then it would be over. The story would be over. They got rid of them all. And even the book was getting kind of repetitive. Even at the end, they found this place called the Commonwealth with this uh, female governor. And she had like these stormtrooper dudes in armors. It looked like a really great society, except she was really elitist and like kind of would shit on everyone who works for her. Didn't give a shit about the working people. Dwight wants to revolt and take over like they do wherever they go. And Rick's like, dude, what are you doing? Uh, Rick has to shoot Dwight in the head oh, shit. in 192 to, to stop him from causing a revolt and then unintentionally causes a revolt in the soldiers 
and they arrest the governor. The governor's shitty kid is who comes in in the night and shoots Rick in his bed. Is, am I the only one sitting here in my head is spinning you with you describing, describing the, all well, this? this I, that's I don't how, understand anything that you're talking that's about. That's how, listen, it's over. Basically, The Walking Dead, <laughs> uh, surprising last one. You're throwing names at me that I haven't twist. heard in five years. I know. Uh, but th- look, this show isn't going anywhere. They've got multiple spinoffs planned. It's going to be going for probably another 10 years. So they're going to milk that tit. They're going to milk that wall. It's a raisin. But uh, this is to say that the original source material was actually quite great and inspired this huge thing. I would check it out. Listener, read the comic books. Always better. What, what, where do you mean? What do you mean though? Like check out this or check out start from the start beginning from the beginning. <laughs> read the comic book. It's go and read 193 100, issues. Hey, they, 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 their biggest selling format are these giant compendiums. Sure. So you could just buy like a couple of these compendiums. You'd be, but it's, it, it's a quick read. These are page turners also. Uh, a lot of times there's just, you know, there's not a lot of dialogue and you could flip through an issue in like 10 minutes. Uh, anyways, it's over. Listener, let us know if you are glad or sad. The Walking Dead comic is over. Join our Facebook group, jockandnerd.com slash contact. Uh, for the link, it is a closed group just for our listeners. Everyone's having a good time geeking out in there. <laughs> uh, more stuff ending. This one is another one that's getting a little more personal. DC Comics is closing their Vertigo Comics imprint. Oh, shit. Uh, that started in 1993. It's been running 26 years. Right. Rugs, this was the book that in college, these books... Like we have uh, Hellblazer, Sandman, Preacher, Shade the Changing Man. This is when I got to college and I kind of stopped. I got burned out of superhero comics. You would graduate to Vertigo because they were a little more adult. And I love these books. They had foul language. There was adult situations, boobs, boobs foul language. And it was a great, especially at the time of my life when I was like, you know, in, in, in going to art school and college. You were like, comic books can be more than superheroes. Uh, Anthony, have you read any Vertigo comics at all? Uh, not when they were originally Vertigo, no. But you were aware of the Vertigo imprint? Yeah. yeah. Isn't Swamp Thing Vertigo? Swamp Thing also Vertigo. They've done a lot of great stuff. Rugs, will you miss these? They're not really going away. They're being folded into like their DC Black label now, which is for 17-year-old plus readers. So like they're just changing Vertigo to black label i don't know why they even had to make a black label but, so they that they could show us batman's penis remember that oh shit so <laughs> I, I i mean it's an unnecessary thing to make a black label but whatever they're just changing the name and they're just uh, moving them over so it's just weird that it's not called vertigo it's like that history isn't there yeah but whatever why the they last still man. exist the, the titles yeah go back Al- i mean it gave us works from alan moore graham morrison neil gaiman great artists like chris bocciolo drew, drew death the high cost of living and shade the changing man and now he draws spider-man from this, right this seems like non-news i'm just sad that vertigo's done because we <laughs> but, need, but it's not done it's but the the uh the, just the, the, the name, name is, is done. done the imprint is gone yeah but yes. there's not as many books like i think they're paring it down to just the swamp things and the sandmans uh, right and stopping a lot of the other ones it, it's an unnecessary thing in this day and age because we have image and image basically fills that void the, right and there's tons of indie comics yeah. now yep indies are yep. like now um more popular than they've been in a while so Absolutely. And there was in 1993 at the height of superhero comic book saturation. You needed something like this before Image. But you are absolutely right. We have Image and indie comics are huge. So I'm just going to miss Vertigo. Here's another thing ending also that I'm going to miss a lot. 
Mad Magazine, running for 67 years since 1952, is also kind of shuttering any new content uh, and going direct to mark direct to consumer comic book stores, but they won't be printing any more new material. It's just going to be reprints. They can't do what they do anymore anyway. And not in this, not in this climate. Yeah. Like Mad Magazine was the place where you would have like, you know, off color humor and things that were like a little bit, uh, over the edge. Satire, people parody, political fun satire, of commentary. Yes. And now you can't do it. You can't do it. Uh, this world won't accept that kind of comedy. They're not tolerant to that. So uh, this is a shame that we're losing this. Anthony, you must have read some Mad magazines back in the day. Yeah, I've gotten right? read some Mad. I was more of the Mad TV show guy. Yes. Did you did you uh, watch the TV show? Because yeah. you knew of Mad. What do you remember from Mad? Some of their favorite things from the TV show. No, from the comic book. If you remember, all I remember from Mad is the the big fucking goofy looking dude on the cover every time alfred, alfred e newman, e. newman. Yeah. what me worry with the big ears yeah that's all that's all i remember and then you flip through and you saw some stuff that you weren't supposed to see as a eighth grader yeah, there was drawings of boobies in mad magazine yeah. too that was all that was all my recollection of mad well they magazine. had some of the best cartoonists uh caricature artists more drucker sergio argonas yeah had spy versus spy you had amazing spoofs of big blockbuster movies Right. Uh, and then you had a, the back, of course, where you would fold the, the back cover in to form a new picture and solve a riddle, which is an amazingly designed piece of illustration. Always blew me away. It was funny <laughs> stuff. And it was over the line. Yes. And that's why I like it. It was like adult humor. It was subversive. It was counterculture. And it's just it's sad to see this stopping because now we don't really have an outlet for that like nobody's doing that and uh, i got that i was into that maybe like i would say about 11 12 13 yep, years old yep. before vertigo was big yep yeah that was like where you could get some adult content in the comic book store i have stacks of old mad magazines at my yeah. mom's house next to all my comic books yo moms take care of my mad magazines that shit might be worth another money. thing that's gone i also think that last issue of uh walking dead that i just got 193 i think that may be Worth a lot of money, too, because nobody was expecting that to happen. I, they probably didn't do a huge run of it. He even drew fake covers for the solicitations to make it look like Carl was going to die. The book was going to keep going. And then, boom, the day before, I'm killing it. It's fucking crazy. He probably, like, stashed, like, about a thousand of them. And then, like, now he's going to use that to make it. I, because I dope. think everyone is trying to get this issue. Yes. Okay, now, so. I, yeah. I want to get it, and I hate one. I, I, would, I would try to snag <laughs> it, man. This, that, that, that was crazy. I uh, hate it. No one's things. ever done that. It's a good lesson. Come on, too. Okay, it's not all sad <laughs> news. There's some happy news of things coming. Uh, one of my geek boner dreams. Geek boner. It looks like it's coming true. Netflix is officially ordering a Sandman series from Vertigo. Uh, from Neil Gaiman, also from Alan Heinberg, who wrote Wonder Woman, and David S. Goyer, which is like half and half. I don't know. You know, he's done good shit. He's done a lot of bad shit. Yeah. But Neil Gaiman is involved. Uh, they've revealed that it's going to be 11 episodes. And Neil Gaiman has said it's going to be the first trade paperback, Preludes and Nocturnes, and a little bit more. And like just two weeks ago, I was talking about Good Omens and how you can make a Sandman show and just make every trade paperback a season. That's exactly what sold it. Oh, They're shit. fucking doing that. This is very exciting. It's perfect for a series on Netflix. 
uh, because I believe Joseph Gordon-Levitt was trying to make a movie of this for years, but you can't just make a two-hour movie of Sandman. No. It's tradition. This is like known as the most uh, one of the most unadaptable things uh, that comics has. So let's adapt it. So this is a challenge. Yes, it's <laughs> very ambitious to adapt it. And to do 10-episode seasons on Netflix, I think it's the right way to do this. Uh, I'm like skeptical on it because that preacher – I was waiting for Preacher my yes, whole life. That was not quite. And then the shit I was the just book. like, eh, it doesn't really work as a TV show. It yeah. doesn't really work on. It only works in the comic books. And that show got three seasons and out. Also, the Lucifer show, which apparently is really popular, but loosely based on the same Lucifer that's in the same main universe. I don't really like it, but it's on Netflix. It's got four seasons. I don't know if it'll cross over with that, and I hope it doesn't. Hmm. Uh, Sandman started in 1989, joined Vertigo Imprint 1993. Uh, Anthony, does this get you excited at all for Sandman? I think you. I, I tried reading Sandman. Oh, you and did. I, get out of and here. I, yeah, and I didn't really. I couldn't get into it. it. I think it would be. It's one of those things that's like too weird for you, probably. Yeah, I don't like. I don't like the weird abstract shit. And Sandman was very weird. I mean, it deals with uh, you know concepts of emotion as people, like it's death and his brothers are delirium, yep. uh, destiny, destruction, uh, death. So, and they're personified and it goes through history. It's fucking great. Uh, if you like good omens, you're going to love Sandman. So I'm excited for that to happen. I got one piece of uh, DC movie news. This is kind of hilarious. Remember there was going to be a Flash movie? Right. Uh, Ezra Miller. Yeah. Well, they've got <laughs> like a- that He responds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. They've got yet another pair of directors and writer. Oh, shit. On this movie, uh, Variety reporting, its director, Andy Muschietti, is now going to direct the Flash standalone movie. And Ezra Miller still attached to play Flash. Let me give you a quick history of this fucking movie. All right. This is the most ridiculous shit because you should be able to get this right. It's not that hard. 2014, DC announces the movie. It's going to come out in 2018. They have Seth Graham Smith to write and direct. He drops out April 2016. June 2016, Rick Famuyiwa, who directed Dope, announces the director. He goes to San Diego Comic-Con. He's on stage with all the director. He leaves the project October 2016. <laughs> all throughout 2017, they're looking for directors for this movie. Uh, Robert Zemeckis, Matthew Vaughn, Sam Raimi, Mark Webb, Lord and Miller, all at some point in the conversation on the shortlist. February 28th, John Francis Daly, Jonathan Goldstein. They sign on to direct the film. Well, now they're not directing the film. Uh, because in between that, that and this announcement, Ezra Miller takes a shot at writing the script. And the script was probably too dark. I think they want to do a lighthearted movie. Uh, Daly and Goldstein. Of course they do. You know, Daly and Goldstein out. Machete is the fourth director attached to this movie in five years. Oh, shit. Let me ask you guys this. Is this movie ever getting made? Who cares? Why is this such a problem? Nobody cares about Flash. Um, Do you care? About he's Flash? a great I'd, character. I, you know, I don't really care either way. I, I would, I wouldn't mind seeing a Flash movie. I think the problem is, is that they've obviously, as you mentioned, that they just can't figure out what kind of tone they want well, for it. Yeah, they've also decided to, you know, even when we we were talking about this when they first decided that they were going to cast a Flash in live action is. They have a successful TV show, so they have to try to figure out a way to, to to distinguish themselves from that. So they're they're competing against themselves. 
It's true. It's got to be hard. It can't be that. It's got to be. It can't be that show. That can't be that show. Any, any, because uh, if, if you do it, you got to do it way better. But, but then, the, but then, like, you want it, like, Ezra wants to take it dark. Yeah. But who's asking? Nobody who, wants that. Yeah. Who says they want a dark Flash movie? I don't know why it's so hard about this. Just fucking look at the comic books. Right. And just do it. Just the source material is there. What's the big fucking deal? It's like a mystery that people are trying to figure out. It's like the tone is there. Yeah. And I think like, you could set that. That's how you set yourself apart from right the show. There. Well, the thing is, they 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 already set themselves up in a weird way because they cast it's Barry Allen, but right. he's acting like Wally West. Yes, so that's confusing. And he doesn't look anything like Barry Allen, right? Or Nor act yes. like him, yeah, right? Like Barry Allen's a, a square guy. Wally West is more of the goofball. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, and. Ezra Miller is really like just a neurotic. He's a little, he's a weirdo. Like, yeah, I don't he's, even know he's what not he, the character he's at nothing. all. He's like a spazzy uh, Barry Allen, but that's not even like Wes. Of, well, yeah, no. he's nothing. He's neither of those characters. He's not even a real character. No. He's just a spaz. <laughs> yeah, he's just like a one-liner machine it's, for now. It, it it just bothers me that they have to sit there and try and figure out what this movie is when it's been figured out. <laughs> it's all been done in the comics, and I feel like just. Hey, assholes, read a couple of comic books, swish it around, talk to some nerds. There you go. And then you'll figure it out right there. Listen to Rugboy, Warner Brothers. <laughs> He's trying to help you motherfuckers. How dare you do this to us? <laughs> Is there a reason that this has to be like such an, uh, a Herculean task? Well, it doesn't need to be super high concept. And now that they're not connecting these movies, just make a fun standalone Flash movie. There's lots to work with. Uh, I I don't. Know. I keep. It doesn't even matter what you do. I mean, look at what happened with Shazam. Right. Like, I mean, yeah. They just fucking vomited out some crap that made it funny, and then people liked and it. It's a fun movie. It's yeah. all you got to do now. There's not even a mystery of how to make people go to the movies. Make a funny movie, yeah. and everybody will go see it. I mean, will it be good? No, but like you know, people will see it, and you know, regular like the average mass will go. So whatever. I don't know. I just don't understand what's uh, how hard it is to make a fucking movie. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. And this is uh, a, a great character. I doubt this movie gets made. But if it does, I highly doubt Ezra Miller is still in the role if it ever does get made. I uh, just get somebody else. It's fine. <laughs> Last thing. Let's find out if uh, the Avengers Endgame re-release helped them overtake the Avatar box office. Spoilers. It didn't. Not quite. Uh, it only made, I believe, like eight million in the re-release, which is not what they were looking for. Avatar made another thirty million in re-release, uh, but it's firmly at number two all time for domestic and international. I think some of the problems was it was getting lambasted on the internet for this uh, Hulk scene. You guys see screenshots of this? I, I actually watched the Hulk oh, scene. Oh, you did? Will you please describe what happens? Because I, I said I was going to make it out, and I didn't. So I didn't go either. I didn't go. Um, Whatever. No, it's just a scene that right, right before they were going to cut to the Hulk of just the Hulk doing hero things, so he's saving people in like a fire or something, and he has everyone in a like a dish. Like a, a satellite, satellite dish. Satellite is what satellite I heard. Dish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, he drops the satellite dish, and then his mouth isn't moving, and he's not fully rendered, and it's it's not great. No. I mean, it's 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 just a it's a cut scene that would probably be on a DVD or something like that. He's got like a different, or not a DVD. He's got Jesus like a, Christ, the, a Blu-ray. The Blu-ray. That's still DVD. I don't know. 
don't know. He's got, but I don't know. Is that like such an unfinished I, I scene? It seems weird. It was unfinished. Yeah. It, the, the, I mean, the problem with it, it was a clear money grab. Yeah. So a lot of people could see right through it. And there wasn't really enough on there. It was this scene. It was a little tribute to Stan Lee. And then there was a scene was from a, yeah, Spider-Man from Far From Home. the beginning of the movie, right. Which you could see literally two days later. Right. So it just wasn't. People just saw that it was a, a money grab. And that's what it was. You know, and maybe this wasn't about uh, topping a- a Avatar, and it was just trying to get uh, b- a buzz for Homecoming or Far From Home. I think it was to top Avatar. I mean, I may be a little bit of both, but well, I'm happy work. that it didn't. Yeah, sorry, Avatar still number one. It was like it was lame. <laughs> yeah, you know, like if you're gonna do something like that, like add like a you know add like a scene into the movie that or something. Been great. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, we t- like, do something for the fans that's like. Not going to be on the DVD, or that you know that it's not going to be if you just buy a standard DVD, a bonus scene that's in a deleted area or whatever. It just seems like nice idea, really weak effort. I mean, we talked about how Avatar he added like ten minutes of movie into the you, movie. You also the needed to like if you were going to do this right, you should have delayed. Like you should have released something maybe in like the winter. Like oh, here's a holiday bonus. Like more, more, more stuff from the movie but this was too soon after the it movie came out. It was still in out. the theaters too right. they fooled Listen, me. when they did the Deadpool re-release, I told you guys then that, that it was going to be a, a, a crock of shit. Yeah, that, that didn't work either. And they added a bunch of scenes yeah. and this and that. I'm like, but that movie's not even good enough to go see again. That's that's a good point. They added the whole thing with him reading to Fred Savage and nobody it's like nobody went to see that. So No. Uh, this And I'm surprised so many people saw this so many times. I'm kind of surprised that it didn't take Avatar. It got really, really close. So that's still uh, that's still huge. You tell me there's going to be maybe ten minutes of brand new footage yeah, in the movie. Yeah, yeah, things fleshed out that weren't fleshed out. Maybe what the fucks up with this five year gap thing? You know, uh, maybe I would have checked that out. But like, it it just didn't seem like anything of value was put in. So. No, no, and uh, yeah. everyone saw that. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why it stays at number two. But number two is not bad and made a fucking shitload of money. All right, let's take a break here. We're going to play some promos. We're going to come back and geek out about Spider-Man Far From Home right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. And welcome to the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. Hey, Ian. Yeah. Did you know you could find us on the Danger Entertainment Network? Danger. Danger Entertainment. That's right. It sounds dangerous. It, it is. It's, it's a tad bit dangerous. You'd be shocked to find that out. Yo, know, there's a bunch of great podcasts you can find there. Our friends from the History of Bad Ideas podcast, Who the What Now, the Sodded Geek. No, they retired. That's right. They retired. They retired. But there are a bunch of other great podcasts you can find there, along with us. You know, we're the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast, and we do pop culture and chili cheese dogs and whatever else floats our fancy. Yeah. Check us out. For sure. For sure. We're we're on most podcatchers, so give us a look. Peace. We'll get you back to your regularly scheduled podcast in just a minute. But we wanted to introduce ourselves. I'm Jason. I'm Jeff. And I'm Blake on this highly produced advertisement that's right. It's the History of Bad Ideas, a.k.a. Hobie. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Bad Ideas Podcast and on Facebook at the History of Bad Ideas. But if you like a podcast uh, roundtable with three to five guests, usually every week, depending on sick leave, uh, talking about all things geek, including movies, 
TV. I ain't getting paid for this shit. Blake bitching about something and ranting uh, and comic books and anything else that we can think of. We have a top five list every week along with a box office news and somehow we have listeners. So they send us some feedback we answer every week. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook, Spotify, and any good podcast app. Because if you can't find us on that podcast app, it's not a good podcast app. Damn straight. Roger says goodbye. Goodbye. Listener, join our awesome fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Throw us a couple of shekels a month. You'll be supporting the show and you get more show access to a whole nother RSS feed that has bonus content, post shows, instant reactions, movie reviews. Uh, All the shows come out early. This show, Anthony's spinoff show. And there's a new jock talk this week, Anthony, with uh, our boy. Their bottom is is very weak. Yes, Mr. Chaz Hebert and I are uh, doing a, did a jock talk. So jock talk, summer jock talk is summer back. jock talk. There's nothing like summer jock talk. Wait, there, there is nothing, and that was nothing like summer jock. No, I don't. Are you guys <laughs> talking about the women's soccer's? No, we didn't talk about that at all. It's like the biggest thing that going is on the big right thing. now. Yeah, and the men's soccer's too. No, we didn't talk about it. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. Who knows? Oh, okay. I wonder if Chaz... It's a weird-looking kitchen they're playing on. Yes. What? <laughs> just You know, soccer. <laughs> it's like a bigger, slower hockey game. You know. <laughs> That's all. It's fun. Anyways, jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Check it out for bonus stuff. I actually do watch the games at work. Oh, the soccers? Yeah, the women's one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it got more attention because all the Megan Rapino, yep, Donald yep, Trump stuff. Yep, yep. She, yeah, that was great. Are you? Uh, do you enjoy watching the soccer? It can be exciting. It can. It, it, World Cup. I only, I only watch World Cup. It's, and this is World Cup. Yes, so. I'm, and I've watched the World Cup. It's just like confusing that the clock goes up. Like I, I don't know what to do about that. Like it's there's no breaks. It keeps going <laughs> instead of like a countdown. I know when it's going to end. The clock's going down. What is this shit? Anyways, do you realize we're going to be uh, podcasting through our second Olympics very soon and second election? This is how long we've been. Pop- Remember the, when we started? It was the election and the Olympics. Really? Yeah. And uh, it's going. It's happening again. The cycle. Are the Olympics this next, next summer? summer. 2020. Oh. Same year as the election. Oh. We're fucking. We've been podcasting through a whole administration in between Olympics. It's crazy. Where are the Jesus Olympics? Right? Uh, uh, that's a good question. Uh, Let me look it I up. believe it's. I'm gonna say it's not London. It's uh, it, it's in Asia. Am I right? Uh, it is in Tokyo. Oh, it's in Tokyo. Cool. Ooh, that's cool. July, July 24, 2020. Yeah. So your way. Uh, in the meantime, we have a movie to review, Spider-Man Far From Home. Here's your spoiler alert. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Before we get to the opinions, let's go through some numbers. Boy, I got a lot of numbers. There's a lot of numbers <laughs> attached to this movie. They're pretty crazy, but they're also very geek mode. Geek boner. This is the 23rd MCU movie in 11 years. That in itself is fucking nuts. This is the third second Spider-Man movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> the seventh live action Spider-Man standalone movie. The tenth live action appearance of Spidey. Eleventh appearance of Spidey overall in a movie, including animation. And the fifth time Tom Holland has played Spidey more than anybody else playing Spider-Man. And the final film of Phase 3 Infinity Saga of the MCU. Oh, shit. Holy shit, that's a lot of numbers. Here's another number. 92% tomato meter. 
on the Rotten Tomatoes. 7.46 out of 10. Holding strong. As far as box office, uh, it's uh, the, we're recording on a Saturday of the release. This movie came out Tuesday, July 4th. It's now July 6th. Production budget of $160 million. So we don't have full opening weekend numbers, but you can guesstimate. By the way, this thing opened a week early worldwide. It's already past $300 million Jesus. Uh, worldwide. Oh, shit. Probably close to $400 million now if they haven't updated this box office uh, mojo. But they're saying uh, you they're look Forbes is looking at one hundred seventy seven million dollar opening weekend and it could go higher. So holy shit. Uh, case in point, I've seen this movie twice already. So some of that money is mine. Uh, the movie. <laughs> I didn't help the Avatar. You I didn't help the Endgame, but, but I helped this movie. Uh, this movie, uh, once again, directed by John Watts and starring your crew. Of the Tom Holland, Sam Jackson, Marissa Tomei, John Favreau, Zendaya, Jacob Batalon, Tony Revolori, Anguri Rice, new Samuel L. Jackson, new this in the second Spider-Man movie, Jake Gyllenhaal, of course, playing Mysterio, Remy He uh, from uh, Crazy Rich Asians. I believe he was in Crazy Rich Asians. Was he? Uh, yeah, I think he was playing uh, Brad Davis. And then Martin Starr and J.B. Smoove. Uh, always be smooth. Always hilarious, and a bunch of other people. All right, look, let's get to opening thoughts. Who do I want to go first? Anthony. Hello, you go first. I was just looking up how old Remy he is. He's thirty-one years old. Oh, and he was playing like a twenty-one-year-old, wasn't was he? It, was he twenty-one or I, was it? I don't know. I, I was confused. Was, was he twenty-one or I, was he like a few years younger and aged up to be their age? Uh, yeah, what? I can. I didn't get what, what? happened I, with that either. So what I what I'm saying is maybe he was fo- like he was the kid that everyone was like, oh, the, the kid's like a little fucking nerd. Like oh, he, when he was like in eighth grade, and now age. he's the, he's there. That's age. why yeah. he's with them. But he look. Oh, maybe that's what because it, it would be really weird if he was 21. Okay, you hanging just, out with a yes, 18 year old. You just uh, explained a huge thing because I was also confused. I was very confused, but I think so, that's what it is. Oh, and so I now, mean that's the way you could make it make sense. That's right. the only way. I'm like, why is this 21 year old in on in, in their fucking class? But he's not. Right. He's their age. But he he but he's 31 he years old. But he's 31 years old. But he's in real Asian. Life. So you oh, know. yeah, I'm I'm just amazed at how much he. Looks like he's just twenty. Yeah, he does. Anyways, yeah. Um, opening thoughts. I like the movie. I thought it was better than Homecoming. Um, I haven't seen it twice, so I don't have like a full grasp of my my complete thoughts on it. But I think it, I think it was better than Homecoming. Um, it's still like I, I would say it doesn't reach the level of the still the the first two Raimi Spider Mans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think they're what they're doing. It feels like the the stories they're telling are just like days in the life of Peter. Mm-hmm. Like, so there's not a ton of other than the end, there's not a ton of uh, like gravitas to what's going on. It's just like, this is another adventure with Peter Parker. I get, I get the sense that the, these are like the stories before he's a fully realized neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like kind of his like formative years. Um, but overall I liked it. I liked, um, I liked the stuff with him and Zendaya. I think that's the best stuff in the movie. I like the, the aspect of it being still feeling like a, a teenager movie. Yeah. Um, and then like the third act stuff is, we hit spoilers, right? Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah, spoiler okay. alert. Um, and the third act stuff with, uh, Mysterio, just all the visuals. I didn't really expect them to go that crazy that, with it. Yeah. So I was pleasantly surprised yeah. overall. I like the movie. It's not a home run. Um, it, it's not like they're trying. I don't think they're trying to hit, knock it out of the sure. park. I think they're just trying to make 
fun adventure movies with Spider-Man in a teenage setting. So if that's the the case, then they're doing well at that. Right on, Rugs. Uh, I know what Anthony thought because we did our instant reactions, and this is why I always love hearing your reaction because I don't know what you thought, and I'm sure the listeners are dying. Opening thoughts. What'd you think what coming do you up? Think? Of Far From Home. I'm going to say you liked it. I love this movie. <laughs> I love this movie. I was going to use that for my opening thoughts, but I'm really it was happy. the greatest oh movie I've ever seen. Are you seen. being sarcastic? I give it 100. Fuck off. 100%. Right, stop being a dick. 100%. What the on fuck? Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. <laughs> um, I feel like I saw this movie already. And it was called Homecoming. Oh, no. It's the same fucking movie. <laughs> A little bit, okay. It really is. Okay. He's on a trip. Yeah. He's on a class trip, and every fucking time we see Spider-Man, yeah. like yeah. in even in fucking the, the Infinity War movie, he's on a bus going somewhere. They're always going on a They're trip always, somewhere. This school is always going somewhere it's a on great a trip. School. He goes to a trip in DC. He goes to a trip in this other movie where he has to jump out of the bus and swing up to help uh, Iron Man. And then here he's on another trip. So <laughs> okay. he's on a trip. Yeah. He likes a girl. All right, he liked the girl in the first movie. Now he likes a different girl <laughs> for an, for a mysterious reasons that we don't know. Yeah. Um. Uh, and then uh, basically he's worried about getting this girl, and then he gets a father figure kind of dude that he looks up to, and that ends up fucking being the bad guy, which is the same thing as the other. And also thing. another bad guy caused by the fallout from Tony Stark. Yeah. Which so I it's mean similar. it's the same fucking <laughs> <laughs> except it's got a different visual uh bent. On it, uh, he's still, you know, uh, you know, Tony Stark's like protege and like uh, continuation and whatever. So it's like all the stuff that was present in Homecoming is present in this movie. It really doesn't change. I was like, maybe this push in a, in a different direction, maybe this expand expanding on this Peter will make me like him more, or maybe like the Spider Man more. It didn't. Uh, I like it basically the same as I did Homecoming, which was like I'm I'm kind of like eh yeah, about it. Yeah. Mm. Um, I didn't hate this movie. I wasn't like I could understand a person going to see this movie and loving it. Yeah. It's fun. It's a fun, entertaining film. Yeah. And it's 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 great in that way. Um, I do think that there was some like major uh weird stuff going on. Um, but uh. I don't know. It's just weird. It's just, it's just a, my feeling on on Spider Man. Everybody knows I'm yeah. kind of like I'm not 100 percent tied to what Peter Parker is from my childhood. Sure, I understand that you could take liberties and things like that, but I just feel like it's too far, and it's almost like you know how did you ever read the book Frankenstein? Mary Shelley. Yes. No. I mean, okay. I know the story. I never actually read. Okay, the- no, you don't know the story really because they've they changed they, it. The version that they that everybody knows is nothing like the book, and it's a shame because if you ever read Frankenstein, it's so it's so much better. Isn't the monster have a little more personality or is the more nuanced? The monster is 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 basically a he's kind of like a a mind wiped human, and and basically he learns to read, he learns to express himself, he becomes very eloquent, yeah, and. It's and he can express his feelings of as existential like strife wow. towards his maker, wow. and he's like, "Why did you abandon me? Why did you make me? Yeah. You know all of these things." And, and what we see is a green dude with bolts coming out of that, going, <laughs> "That's a yeah, universal and monster." It, it destroys yeah. the whole entire right. thing, but everybody thinks that that's Frankenstein. So I think there's a whole new generation that they're not going to get 
all of that depth that if you would have read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein in Spider-Man. Um, I mean, they've, they've, they've taken out a lot of that. So it, it's a new, it's a new normal. It's a new Spider-Man. It's a new replacement, I guess, yeah. or it's going to superimpose like what actually was great and, and endured about Spider-Man for like 60 plus years or whatever. Um, but the movie is not in uh, a mess. It's not like this big fucking, you know, like uh, terrible thing. Right. It's just like not. It's just off the mark for me. That's fine. Okay. And I think that people can enjoy it. I don't. Do I think it gets a ninety-eight on Rotten Tomatoes? Ninety-two for me, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. I, was, I thought it was a nine. No, from uh, the audience score was like a audience score is at ninety-seven. You are correct. Yeah. So I don't know if I would go that high. I would probably at the highest be like an eighty-four. Mm-hmm. Damn, but, he already gave his rating. Damn it! Now we're not, and the show's <laughs> over. Thanks for checking us out this week. But I just, I yeah, I do do think that there's a lot of hyperbole, a lot of like energy going into this of it, people wanting to love it. Yeah, so yeah. that usually, um, if you put it into perspective of all the other moves, like Anthony said, it's not hitting a home run. So whatever. So that's my thought on. I, I can get into details later. Uh, here's my. I know you love. Well, here's my opening thoughts. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, I love this movie. No, I really, I had a lot of fun at this movie, and I was everything you said, Rugs. I just think it really resonates. But because uh, I did really want to love it, and uh, this version, this is the, a different version of Spider-Man, and they've mushed a lot of things. But his journey in this universe. The way they've done it, the way they're kind of slow playing him, he's still kind of Spider-Boy. He's still on his way to be Spider-Man. But this movie, definitely, I think there was a lot of growth for Peter, for that he's eventually going to where, you know, the old school traditional Spider-Man fans like. Now, I will admit that Marvel has beaten me down and Tom Holland is so fucking goddamn likable that I've started to kind of really enjoy, you know, his version of Spider-Man. The fact that this movie had to juggle so many things, and I think it does it effortlessly. It's like it's a great capper to the uh, this twenty three movies to the Infinity Saga, but it also maintains the John Watts fun team rom com through line of the other movies. And then the fucking shit, the bombshells they drop in the post credit scenes. Holy shit! Kind of pointing the way forward. I thought it juggled all these things very well. The the uh, the cast performances were great. Yeah, I loved a lot of the action scenes, the plot twists. I even thought the humor landed. But yes, this is not our Spider Man, but this is going to be the definitive Spider Man for a lot of people. Yeah, well, basically, what they're doing is they Frankenstein Spider Man. Yeah, they Frankenstein they, all the they, shit. They, yes, they ch- they chop out all of the guts from Ultimate. But even from with Miles, the reveal at the end. Yeah, even with the reveal at the end with J Jonah Jameson. Uh, in Spider-Man being unmasked, all of that's done in an instant. You don't get any of that interplay between Jonah and Peter Parker. You get none of that. The fact that they know each other and all this other stuff, and the horror of him finding out that his one of his these kids that he has a shine taken a shine to is really the fucking guy that he hates. But they had already undid this at the end of Homecoming with May finding out that he's fucking Spider-Man. Yeah, like, so all it, of this stuff is, is gone. Like, they've gutted so much. And it's just going a different direction, and it's updating. I, you gotta, I can't admit that this is way more, makes more sense now, because uh, this kid wouldn't be interested in photography to work at a newspaper. Everyone has a fucking camera. Nobody reads newspapers. The way these kids act, especially Zendaya, they're 
her that chemistry between Zendaya and Tom Holland was so adorable and so like a current and it worked really well. Like she comes off as a badass, except when she's with him, you can see her be a little bit goofy and they're both really goofy and it's just so cute. It seems so sincere. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the cast. I, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal fucking a dude. They wrote him so sincere that halfway through, even I was like, maybe he's not a bad guy this time. I don't know. Maybe they're actually like he got me. And then even though that reveal where he gets the glasses and, and then he just dumps exposition, it's an exposition dump. I hate that, that he that he got the glasses. Well, Peter's making some dumb decisions. He played on this kid's fucking uh, naiveness and, 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 and inexperience. Makes sense. Like the way he explained it, the callbacks to all the movies uh, throughout this movie were also great. There are so many good things about this movie. Anthony, what other cast performances did you think? Did you like? I did like the Jake Gyllenhaal's. Um I thought it was good. I I wanted to touch upon the Zendaya um, Tom Holland chemistry. Yes. I thought they were really good together. I didn't quite understand at first why he liked her. Yeah, because they just kind of just start the movie with oh he likes her. Yeah. So I wish All we would have got some. Yeah. yeah, I wish we would have got some like reasoning for why he would like her. But their their chemistry together was so good that I was just like okay fine I'll just go with it. But I do I I was a little bit critical of the fact that like. But why does he like? Uh, yeah, out of nowhere. I did. I did like though that she's now not so, um, not so like guarded. Even know, not guarded. It was like she's not trying to point out the, the um, like this social justice sort of thing as much. Oh in this. yes, yeah. There's that. Yeah, there's that you know, one she, line. She's, she's jokes around about it, but yeah. she's more like playing it off like she's just this awkward teenager who's into like serial killers and dark right. shit. And like that's yeah. a lot of kids these days. Like you can yeah, you yeah. see a lot of kids like that. So I liked I liked their chemistry. Um, I thought that honestly that was the best part of the movie. I enjoyed. I was actually laughing out loud when um, Betty and uh, Ned oh my just God. become boyfriend so girlfriend cute. on a plane ride, babe. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, what the fuck? No, and then they break and, up. And I and I equally laughed when they come home and they're not a couple anymore. <laughs> yeah, because like, honestly, that like resonates with me in terms of just like high school, yes. like teen romance. Yes. Like you become a boyfriend girlfriend, and then after a week, and you're like, no, nah, we're not at that anymore. age. Yeah, but yeah. do you do it in like a matter of a week, a few hours? Yeah, it was like, well, how long were they you on like, the trip? Like, do you be we're boyfriend and girlfriend in like two hours? I remember doing that. Maybe not in high school, but I do remember doing that when I was probably like ten, younger. Yeah, younger. Yeah, I, this you, is like for like a you're like it, it was a pubes. It was no. a goof moment. It, it was just like a like a oh well, that's kind of funny. Well, I don't know. Babe. Like one of those things like we can shit on like other movies for having like weak things like that, but we when 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 it's Spider Man, we're like we just gloss over. It's yeah, just but a goofy it's a side thing. fucking but, funny thing. Yeah, it's not, it's not a major plot cares. point. But yeah, it is because it's like How these relationships are. It's not a major plot point, yeah, but it's, I mean, it's, it's it, kind of irrelevant it's to the whole Easter situation. It's an Easter egg too to Betty Brand and Ned Leeds in the comic books. Well, I think that they should have aged. I first of all, I think that it's bad. It, it would have been cooler if Ned was aged up five years and Betty was aged up five I years. So they could, yeah, for they so they could be both working at the at the thing, and that would have been cool. And that would have been a, a trial for him to go through with his friend. Yeah. And he would go back to being a little bit more lonely in high school again, and that would have been better for the character, but they didn't do that. And then let, I want to go back to the whole thing with Jake Gyllenhaal getting the glasses. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal worked for Tony Stark. Yep. All right. He got fired by Tony Stark for being a weirdo huh. and being like unstable. Yeah. Yeah. 
So he puts the glasses on and it retinal scans him and it doesn't notice that this is a guy that used to work for Tony Stark and should not be wearing the glasses at all if this thing is like the sentient super AI. Well, Peter handed over controls. She had to listen to Peter. I don't know. I, I would, it would, it would, it would, it, I don't know. I just, I find that, I find that I don't think Tony Stark would like allow that loophole to exist. If he's Mr. C- put a suit of armor around the world. You know, so I, I feel like that that was just like, all right, we're going to, yeah. The, the whole idea of Mysterio using all of this tech, uh, even though I like the fact that they tried to work in all the other movies. Yeah. I feel like that um, that him being tied to Tony Stark is bad. Uh, well, but it's like the vulture. Then Tony Stark's fingerprints are all over this movie. Still, yeah, I mean they're they're very much leaning into the Tony Stark crates. I don't I don't necessarily like all the Tony Stark lean. Like I don't like that. I don't like the fact that he's still using suits created by Tony. Like Tony needs his suits because he's a man. Right. Spider Man doesn't need his suits yeah. because yeah. Spider Man Spider Man. Like he he has powers beyond the suit. I do have I do like how we see him improvise and actually be smart uh, in this movie. Where there's you know he he builds his own suit he builds that bomb when he runs out of webs with the shield and throws it into the drones you know he's starting and then when he finally trusted his spider sense to get him through it that was fucking awesome I was the for best, something like I'll, that i'll tell you about the best thing in this movie is it's kind of like uh batman versus superman in that there's the greatest batman scene in that movie yeah mm-hmm. and you're like that's batman this is like got one of the best Mysterio scenes in the movie. And it's not when Mysterio is doing the elemental thing. It's when he's got Peter in the warehouse. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's the best and part. And he's doing the fucking Mysterio fucking uh, visions and stuff and putting him in different uh, situations. That's right out of the comic books. And that's the that's the one time I was in this movie not rolling my eyes and I was going, they fucking nailed that they shit. Did they nail- fucking nailed that yes. shit. I like this Mysterio. Yeah. And that, that almost pushed me over to the edge to liking this movie a lot. But like... Uh, th- there was stuff with the glasses and this and that. that uh, the, the relationships happening really fast and uh, kind of like super convenient stuff going on that I was like, eh, it's kind of like if this was in another movie, people would be bitching about it. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, I can't, I can't like not bitch about it because I bitch about it in other movies. Sure. So I gotta like, I gotta be fair. So uh, you know, so I have to take them to task for some of the, a lot of the mistakes in that. Dude, stuff. that Mysterio shit, just like in the second Sam crazy. Raimi movie, who came out of the com- that was a comic book come to life. This movie, I wasn't expecting them to. Sorry, I'm wrong. No, no, I wasn't yeah. expecting them to go that crazy. Oh, with yeah, and I was so happy they so, did. And there's so many callbacks to the comic books. There's so many Easter eggs in this movie. We'll get into a little of them. My, my favorite visual is the Iron Man coming out like half zombie skull. Iron yeah. Man was great. The giant uh, when his hand is giant and punches through the house like that's a, a cover of Spider Man where Mystique is giant in a carnival. Uh, they nailed that stuff. And overall, Quentin Beck, who's been described in you know various. Uh, instances as an elite stuntman, a failed actor, a scientist, a master illusionist. I like how they combined all this, and I like how it cleverly fits into the MCU, even though it's another character. You know, they did that in the other Spider-Man movies where Osborne created all of his bad guys. This one seems like Tony Stark is creating all of Spider-Man's rogue gallery. Right. You know, but uh, the costume was great. The fucking fishbowl head. And great performance by Gyllenhaal, because I bought it. I was almost like, ah, maybe he's not a bad guy. <laughs> I, ah, maybe he's not maybe a bad he's guy. No, I knew he was going to be a I bad knew he guy. Was, but he was, was so sincere. There was so much heart in his talks to Peter. 
No, the the thing that really bothers me is that the bullshit excuse that like uh that Mysterio gives for why he's there, it's like a waste of a great of the six one six, and it's a, it's basically thrown away. Yeah, I, well, there's but there may be uh, some the multiverse. multiverse, maybe. But yeah, the, jo- the J.K. Simmons thing might that I like be. that could still prove there's a multiverse. But also, yeah, the the current MCU was like Earth one nine 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 nine, I believe. Yeah, there's so right now there, there really is no multiverse. Well, the, so in this movie though, John Watts does a lot of misdirection with the Easter eggs, like the elementals. They're not Hydro Man, Molten Man, Cyclone, but during that would have been better. By the way, but during those scenes, there are Easter eggs referring to the first appearances of all those characters. But but also the Elementals are characters in the comics, so these are all just kind of like neat little misdirection pieces setting up the whole first half of the movie. Yeah, I I think that 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 was a missed opportunity too. Is not using these guys, Hydro Man, and all they actually say Hydro Man's name when uh, Flash is reading the BuzzFeed article. Because it would be cool to like find out that not only like he maybe he uses some of these like hologram drones and stuff uh, to kind of embellish right. what's going on. We still got a but team. for me to believe yeah. that all of these drones are doing this and no one's seeing through it and all the damage is being done exactly like like it's the, how are the drones creating water? And making things wet. It's like they're not. So no one's going to notice that nothing's wet. I, w- I also. I mean, or I, nothing's hot. I thought like. <laughs> the, the physics behind the drones yeah. is almost impossible. <laughs> I, it yeah, is impossible. It, it's I don't wacky. Know. Yeah. I, I, the, I think the way I conceptualize it is the drones can fire or create like like pulses. So then the water can come out of actual water. Like they can fire a pulse into the river. And oh, and shoot kill. the water. Just like they, yeah. they shoot. I, actual... I mean, if you think about that too much, it's going to be, yeah, it's just, I I'd also like would have rather seen Spider-Man fight actual people than drones. I feel like that's a letdown too. Yeah. That at the end, he's just smashing drones. And I'm like, ah, is that like the action sequence that I wanted? It's cool that he uses his powers like daredevil and he use and to that was actually cool in that hallway scene with at the yeah, end. Yeah, where he but, closes his eyes. But for the that whole th- rigmarole where he's running around and trying to web drones, I was like, "This is th- this is it? He's gonna be webbing drones?" I'm like, <laughs> "All right, it. whatever." I'm like, "But they did it as cool as they could do it." It looked great, and he used his taser webs. Uh, I, I actually agree with Rugs on this. So the the two villains that they've had are both human. Yeah. So he really yep. can't like the with Vulture and with in this movie yep. Mysterio. So he really can't go all out. No, he's going to kill him. So I, I that's the only that's one of my critiques is that he doesn't have a, a a competent foe to fight where he can actually fight them. Yeah, and they don't want I don't think they want Spider-Man punching people. No, and we said that they weren't going to show that. I remember and, before Homecoming came out they're yeah, like we're never going mean, to show Spider-Man punching people. It's just like I don't know, it just takes away a lot for me. I really it just doesn't make it as, I don't know, compelling for me. If, if he's just beating up drones, like beating up robots, it's like in, in, in uh, the first, the Star Wars prequel, every, everything's a drone. Yeah, it's all CGI drones. Yeah. I think a little bit, of, some of this goes back to Anthony's comment, and I felt the same thing as like the, it's fun, it's lighthearted, the, the, some of the weight is not still there because of that these guys are just people and they're putting people in danger yeah. and that's like the thing that actually makes it have tension but i don't know there's like i, I tell know. you it's okay like, do they kill anyone well, the, no the, does the, anybody die the no te- the tension that they're creating which i like is they're basically taking peter so and it's kind of it is spider-man 
it's he wants to have a normal life. So right. he wants to be on this trip with his girl yep. and tell her he likes her. And every time he has to tell her he likes her, something comes up. Yep. So like it, it his life, the the superhero stuff gets in the way of him wanting to just live a normal life, which happens with a lot of heroes, but they don't play it up as much in the other Marvel movies. That's as much Spider-Man as for sure. Yes. Right. But I also think that the fact that everybody knows he's Spider-Man, like his Aunt May and his friends know. Well, and no, everybody like that, knows. But yes, everyone. a lot of people knew now he everybody was fucking Spider-Man in this movie. And yes. now everyone knows. I think, and, and, and she knew. She figured it out. So <laughs> she figured it out. It kind of takes away a lot of the tension. And a lot of people were saying, well, you can't do a secret identity now because of cameras and this and that and whatever. But like, he's got, first of all, he's got Tony Stark tech t- technology to help hide his whatever. He just rips his mask off all the time yes. because he needs, he needs screen time. Yes. Right. So that's dumb. Uh, they could do it and they've been doing it in all these other sh- TV shows for years, having a secret identity. And it never really bothers the anyone. The MCU there. doesn't really do the secret identity thing. No, they in don't general. because it gets in the way of actors needing to get their their yes. their, their face yes. out there. Let's be uh, realistic. There's these people yeah, so uh, they make money with their faces. Well, so actually, I would have appreciated. So I didn't mind that MJ found out. Yeah, I think they they went too quickly into the world finding out. I think there would have been nice tension or nice drama in another movie. If now she's having to keep the secret for him. Yes. This so she's working with him like on trips and like him when her and Ned are now like, they oh, got there's a, a distraction over yeah, there. Like yeah. they got, the, because at the end of the day, it's pretty fucking obvious he's Spider-Man, right? <laughs> it kind like, of is. Two clash yes. trips, he disappears, Spider-Man yeah, shows up. Yeah. Like, who's yeah. not going to figure that out? Aunt May, not worried at all yeah. about him being Spider-Man. Nothing. Like, just not even be, hey, I'm packing your suit yeah, in case you want to kick some ass. Yeah. So, Go for it. Aunt May, I want to bring up real quick. Okay. This, um, this was the first She's time hot, where I'm like. Dude. She is hot. <laughs> but this was the first time where I'm like, ugh. Like, I don't really like this because like they they focus on her ass at one point. And I'm just oh like, I don't think I should be feeling like Aunt that. May like this. Like she's yeah. walking around in like these high, t- high, like wasted jeans and sh- she looks great. She I'm looks like, more like Mary Jane than Jindai. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But I was just like, oh, right here. Yeah. I, I'm not feeling that like it's just played up for her to be hot. And she didn't really have a she's lot. Not really, to do she's not really his in this movie, his guiding light or anything. Yeah. She's just a joke, and she's hot. She's he like doesn't worry best, her about best her. She doesn't worry about him. There's not. There's nothing. There's. No, it's. It's so empty. I don't know. I, I would agree it's with that. Their, their relationship isn't the same. It's different. It's definitely different. She didn't really have a lot to do either. Although I love, okay, I, some of the things. Let's just talk about some of the things we love. It's, that works. Tony Stark wanted to bang her. Yes. Now Happy, now happy hug. Is, is going to bang ha- or probably bang her. Happy's like looking up in the sky, going, "This one's for you, Tony man." He I'm even grew a mu- he even grew like a Tony <laughs> yes, Stark thing to so he could bang her more. That's funny. He's like, "It's my blip beard." Uh, grew it in the blip. What do we blip think beard. about the blip? Calling it the blip. I enjoy, I enjoyed it just because. It's such a weird, like it's such a thing that like if you focus on it too much, yeah. As we tried some in some of our reviews, your head will There's start so to fucking many hurt. Questions. Like they- There's so many goddamn questions. So to just in 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 a Spider-Man movie to make it comedy, yeah. I think that was kind of the best way to just like acknowledge it, but let's just get over I, this yeah, real quick. Yeah, I think it works, especially after like with the with yeah. the band showing up in the fucking. So, but this, are they saying everyone showed up in the exact same spot? They, yes. How many people which, got killed by cars which, when they which showed will up? Make you fucking hurt yeah. your head. Also, how many yeah. people just so you died can't do it. instantly? Well, that's exa- that's why you can't when they talk back. about it too yes. much. Yeah, yes. critics completely don't have a problem with this, but they have a problem with a guy that used to work. 
with uh with monarch knowing shit about about animals <laughs> like it's just like oh how come he knows things well he worked for fucking monarch it makes a little bit more sense but like this like no one can explain it it makes no fucking sense <laughs> everybody loves it they come right back i, I think it's one Marvel. of those things though it's that this director was thrown this thing. No, he, like, he, he knew. He knew. I know he knew, but it's not, it's not a consequence of his. That's true. He's got to work this in. He's got to work yeah, this in yeah, to his yeah, movie. Yeah. So the best way to do it is to just talk about it in the first minute as a joke yeah, and then move, move on. on. Because like I like I keep stressing, if you think about it too much, <laughs> it'll like, bog down. Minute. It'll bog down the entire what fucking if you universe. Were on a plane and you but came back in the that's air. That's the thing that that's the thing that it that fucking mystifies me is it should bog you down. Right. You should like, just like in any, any other review for any other movie, people get stuck on things like that. But here we've just, we don't even question How many it. People we don't get bogged down to their death from the sky because they were on a plane and the They're plane wasn't there. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, so yeah, don't think about it too much. But John Watts said that he knew from uh, infinity war. He knew the whole, what was going to happen. And had to right. keep it, but, a the, but this is a consequence of the what they did in Endgame, right? But like, but it, you you would you would literally couldn't every movie would be fucked up. Yes, every movie's gonna be it fucked is up unless be you fucked up. Yes. unless you just not acknowledge so it. So that's why I kind of like the way this worked as a better like palate cleanser than Ant Man and the Wasp did because it's you know oh, it's I like in this the present. Ant Man yeah. and the Wasp. Uh, the, it, I just can I just say that in memoriam video at the very beginning is fucking hilarious, especially because we had a jukebox in our high school. And every day, that fucking Whitney Houston song would play all the time on the goddamn jukebox. So I heard that. It instantly took me back to high school. And it was just so funny where you had the the Getty images on there and the pixelated vision picture that they just got from the internet. Really funny. Uh, Okay. Um, Some other things they changed because maybe it's too on the nose to call Spider-Sense Spider-Sense. Peter Tingle, kind of funny. I don't know. I thought I thought it was funny because he's just gonna be like I got a, a spider sense like I don't know eventually do you think they'll call it spider sense uh, probably eventually yeah I did like the tingle I thought that was kind of funny uh what else uh do you think Mysterio faked his death it could be possible I thought he got shot by his own drone I thought uh, maybe I have to rewatch it but like he got that video out at the end somehow. You know what? Why don't we talk about the two credits? Okay, scenes? let's just let, okay, let's get to the fucking holy shit. Because those are actually like significant credits, yes. post credits. Yes. They're not bullshit. No, and and it's the first time in a long time they've given us two huge fucking. The the one in the middle scenes. is is like universe changing in yes, terms of what they're doing. For let's the start with all the things. First of all, the Daily Bugle exists, but it's a website, and it's like an Alex Jones Infowars conspiracy yeah. type website. Makes sense. I'm I'm with it. Sure. Fucking J.K. Simmons as J. Jonas. Jason, audibly, I was like, oh, shit. And there was kids around me. I felt really bad. (laughs) I I, uh, when that when that happened, I literally had my mouth open. Like, why do you think they did that? They could have cast a lot another J. Jonas Jameson. They could have. But you think they did. Why did they choose better than J.K. Simmons? It doesn't really matter who's better. It just why would they do it? I think because he's the perfect. There's a lot of things tying in. The There's no other actors that can play J. Jonah Jameson. J.K. I, I think they did it because they think he's the best. And people want to see him and, back. And, and, and it was a nice little nod to be like, oh, cool. That's awesome. I think that, that either it – if – there's no reason to do this. Unless there's unless, a multiverse. Unless that there, they, it means something. And if, they, if it doesn't mean something, then fuck you. 
Uh, there's no point in doing I it. I mean, there's no point. It's this... just like it's fan service at that point. I think I think they did it with the open mind of it could be something, yeah, or it could just be nothing. Real, and I didn't think they would ever give us that. I and mean, they, I think they knew the fans wanted that, and they wouldn't because whoever they put, everyone would been like, just you should have used J.K. Simmons. He was the perfect. And to to acknowledge that they acknowledge the Raimi movies in this, they acknowledge the comic books. Uh, maybe there is a multiverse. Does that mean there's a Toby Spider Man out there? I don't know. Uh, okay. Next big reveal, Mysterio fakes, uh, gets a video out revealing Spider-Man is Peter Parker to the world. This has happened in the comics. Happens differently in the comics. Well, it also kind of, re- it, not to this extent, but it makes what J. Jonah Jameson's character does where he just rallies New York against Spider-Man. Yes, and then this is another so traditional direct, yeah, Spider-Man. He yes. in doing this. He's a menace. He's a criminal, just like in the comics. That's what I like about this. The thing that confused me about this is why didn't they use a shot from uh, Mysterio's video that showed Peter in the Spider-Man suit with you know with his face showing? Uh, they did it. They 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 just super, they just put a picture of Peter. That is kind of weird. So he could still so deny that it. Leaves a room plausible for, deniability. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so it was weird that they. That's how they decided to do it. Um, I'm not really that uh, you know pissed off about this because even in early issues of Spider-Man. Uh, he was unmasked. Like, and, uh, remember he was yeah, fighting. I think he yeah. was fighting somebody. Doc, and he was like, Doc he had pull, a cold. Yep, yep. And like, he couldn't fight Doc Ock. So Doc Ock pulls his, his mask kicked. off, but then they they uh, they like make up some stupid excuse. They're like, look, he didn't do anything spidery because he had because he he had was so sick he couldn't use his powers. Right, yeah, it was so lame yeah. the, the the story. But like, yeah. like uh, yeah, they they had plausible deniability, and then like he ended up. Oh, she was just wearing Spider-Man's I mean, costume. what does this mean for the next movie, for his character moving forward and cameos? This is crazy. In the comics, if you read Civil War, he, uh, uh, because of Tony, his encouragement, at a press conference, he removes his mask, tells the world, I'm Peter Parker, I've been Spider-Man since I'm 15. They undid that right away. And then nobody liked that, but then they had to undo it with Mephisto in one one more day, brand new day. Yeah. Yes. Now you're talking about making a deal with the devil to change everyone's uh, memory, except for MJ, to bring it back. How the fuck do you get him out of this now? How do you... I think it does create, though, I mean, you're already asking, it does create an interesting spin for the next movie. Is how the fuck is he going to get out of this? Everyone well, knows... Well, maybe he doesn't. The easiest thing for him would be to lean into it and beat the next Tony Stark. There's really, like, they haven't built any reason for him to not be out. There's nothing like there really is. Nobody's threatened Aunt yeah, May. Yeah. No one's threatened his friends, really. Well, he, no, uh, the friends were he. Mysterio does say, I'm going to kill. The yeah. fr- I'm going to kill yeah. Ned and MJ. But that doesn't seem to like rattle him at all. Or it doesn't really ch- it, he doesn't really seem to be affected by that. It's just kind of something that they're collateral damage because he's he's there and whatever. So they're put in danger because of the whole nature of him being on the class trip and all that other shit. So, I don't know. I don't really think it's... There's a lot of ways they could take this. There's no this. reason for... Like, the way that they've written him here... Yeah. In the comic books, he would never want to be discovered, right? Right. Here, it doesn't really matter. Right, he can doesn't. totally just right. go with it yeah. and be the next Tony Stark. Well, he does, but he does mention in this film that he doesn't like that on his class trips, his his classmates are in danger. Yeah. And that's directly, be, like, because he's Spider-Man. I mean, you do get and, that and sense that he, you do get, and you get this, you do get that he wants to 
just he wants be to have normal. a normal life. Yes, yeah. but he knows he puts his friends in danger by being right, Spider-Man. Being, you get yeah, that exactly. sense too. See that, and that that is completely contrary to who he was in, in the first movie. In the first movie, he wanted didn't want to have a normal life. He wanted to be an Avenger. No, I, but I think that's the character's There's growth. Like he, here. yeah, he doesn't want it. He's realizing that being an Avenger doesn't isn't everything it, should, it he thought it would be. It actually endangers his family and his friends. Yeah, but see, like, I don't know if I would go back to being th- the way that they've written him in the Marvel comics. It's it's completely different the way that they've handled yeah. him. One hundred percent. Yeah. In here, like his trajectory would be like, okay, I'm now an Avenger. I don't need to have a normal life anymore because I can really impact the world with all of this stuff now. Why would I go back to high school? There's no reason. My aunt knows. It's like I have to keep up the life for her. There's no reason for him to like be in a normal life. Well, they, they've and, inverted it in this one. Yeah. In this story. But, I mean, just saying, just like just writing wise, there's right. no narrative to why he should want to be a normal kid because he's already like evolved past being a normal kid. He's fucking been to outer space. He's been doing like there's no reason anybody would be go want to go back to normal life now. I mean, or he could he, go back he to enjoys being Spider Man to some extent too. He's always well, going, up until the the review the reveal at the end that he's out as Spider Man. Yeah. I th- I definitely thought that they were going in the direction of him nor- realizing that he just wants to be a neighborhood Spider Man. Right. He uh, doesn't want to be an Avenger. Like being all, all that stuff has a lot of things that are going to affect him in ways that he didn't realize. Like being a hero isn't everything it's up. It, he made it up to be. So I thought they were eventually. That's why I thought that this was another story in him becoming Spider Man because he's realizing, oh man, like my family's in danger. I have to go to fucking space all the time. Like this isn't <laughs> right. This isn't cool. I'm yeah. 16 years old. I want to just kiss the girl. He is still becoming Spider Man though. Clearly. Well, yeah, yeah, uh, but but this reveal in the mid, um, now I'm just like, whoa, where are they going? With wait, this? I don't know. How do you put that back in the bottle? What the fuck? Like that's crazy. It's like they just stampeded over so much stuff. But that, but to get I, to here, yeah. But I love the setup. I love the setup for. And that's the, the only thing that they could have really done to make him interesting. Um, in the next movie, or is to tell have some kind of a vehicle mm. is to make mm. some kind of a vehicle to make him interesting. Um. You got to turn him into a bad guy right now, and that's what he is to the public. I can't wait until yeah, the public we see him, and the public hates him. Uh, that's what the comic did so great. Yeah, yeah, is that they had this guy who was hell bent on making him into the bad guy, and he had to, you know, he had to work for this dude and smile at him every day. There's no tension there now. He had to go to work. Yeah, he just comes out of nowhere, blasting Spider-Man. He doesn't know Peter. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so what is the connection? They could fucking write something in. All right. Then the second, the end end credit scene gets even crazier as it reveals Nick Fury, Maria Hill, where Talos and his wife, the Skrulls, the whole time oh, uh, in this movie. I don't know about before, but in this movie, Nick Fury, Maria Hill were Skrulls. It it just for the, I think it's for this movie, but it does open up the case that he's been. I saw something online that. Um, like from Screen Crush, that they're saying that he's been a scroll since Age of Ultron. Well, well, yeah, we don't know. I mean, if he's known, if this happened, if Captain Marvel happened in the nineties, uh, maybe. So, uh, also further revealing, Nick Fury has been in space this whole time on what looks like the peak, which is the space station for the organization Sword, which is a cosmic outer space version of Shield. Uh, SWORD stands for Sentient World Observation and Response Department, 
and they take care of cosmic threats. So is he out there? Because there's another big cosmic threat working, and he sent them down. Doesn't Earth. he mention to well, scroll Nick Fury mentions about like Kree sleeper cells. Yeah, yes, yeah, he does. Yeah. I thought these were supposed to be secret. So I felt this almost felt like a tease for the next Captain Marvel movie. Possibly, and you see uh, Kree sleeper cells also in the Inhumans and Agents of Shield. Uh, they've kind of been mentioned. There's a bunch of clues, though. If you watch it again, when I watched it again, I read some things. There are clues of it explains why Nick Fury is so stupid, has no plans, completely yeah. uh, believes uh, fucking Quentin Beck. Uh, uh, Maria calls him Nick when nobody calls him Nick. I also thought it was interesting when where he's like Captain Marvel. What about Captain Marvel? And he's like, don't invoke her name. Because I think the Skrulls consider her like a god, a savior. I don't know why Nick would say that. Uh, and that's why he has no contact with the Avengers. It's not fucking Nick Fury. No. But then the illusion Nick Fury, I also got confused. I was like, wait, which one was the Mysterio's illusion Nick Fury? Which one was Skrull Nick Fury? And the fuck was going on? It's great. <laughs> the illusion. Isn't, did you think it was weird when Nick Fury got out of that chair and he looked like old? <laughs> He's old. You like so, I know, but I mean, it's just Sam the Jackson's illusion old. is he's old. the illusion is just completely broken when he looks like he's got no shoes he's, on. Uh, yes. and he's like oh, limping. Yeah. He's, Where are my shoes at? He's like, get back yeah. to work, everybody. I was like, holy fuck! I love the people in the audience were like, I am so confused. Like the reactions were great to both uh, post credit scenes. Every person in this movie has funny lines. And I don't know if that's a good thing. Uh, everybody? Yeah, I yeah. guess everyone does. I mean, the humor was not bad. I liked uh, Brad Davis being a dick. I love uh, Martin. Which, which one's Brad, Brad Davis? Brad Davis. Remy He. Fucking, oh, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. Brad Davis. He's always uh, trying to cock block him. Uh, Martin Starr was kind of funny where he's like, did I tell you my wife uh, pretended to blip out on me? She really just married another guy. I moved away. Like, that's <laughs> fucking funny. And then J.B. Smoove, they don't even give him a name. He's just dropping one-liners. Uh, what was his running gag that he didn't, he didn't plan oh, this? Oh, he goes, or? witches. Witches. Oh, he's like, what do yeah. you think? He's like, well, as a man of science, it's witches. <laughs> he kept coming back to <laughs> In fact, there's great, like, so great Easter eggs with Edith. Another thing I love that Edith stands for, even dead, I'm the hero. It's fucking great. But when even in death, even in death, I'm the hero. When he's looking at everyone's phone, where you could see the text, you see JB Smooth searching witches. <laughs> no, that, that's I think what you're getting at is kind of my overall thoughts on the movie. Is yeah. it, it's just a lot of fun. It's a stuff, lot of fun, but there, you know there isn't that like weight that I had like in this first two Spider-Man yes. movies, where, yes. I was, where I'm like, this yes. is like, yes. this is very like it's fun, but there's also like serious stakes to all of this absolutely that's what sets those raimi movies apart this is as i said before this is just another day in the life up until the the mid-credits scene that's that's not a day it's in the just life. It, no that changing. is some fucking crazy shit but it is him you know so it's the slow character growth that they are giving all these characters real slow uh getting them to and a, a lot of them i like how they fleshed out ned Leeds and and flash getting nut punched and Betty Brandt. <laughs> and, uh, well, with Flash, you see that his parents ignore him. Yeah, the text is like, Mother, I haven't heard from you or father in days. And then he doesn't show up. So maybe they're setting him up to be like either a good guy or some kind of, or bad guy or some kind of turn. Or, Flash? Yeah, I don't know. Well, he maybe. just sucks Spider Man's dick, right? Yeah, he loves Spider Man, but his mother, something about his mother. They kept bringing up, like, they brought up his mother twice. Uh, maybe I don't she's really someone. know where they're going. I don't know. Not third. with this. Yeah, I don't know. Well, and it's all the movies in between. Like, will they even announce the third Spider-Man movie in Phase Four? I I don't know. 
if I don't know if I would like this version of Spider-Man if I've I don't know if I would like this version of Spider-Man like uh if I was a kid. Really? Right now. Mm, no. Kids are digging it. I don't know. If, I, I, I don't think that's I don't know. It's hard to put yourself right. in a kid mindset as an adult. Cuz if you were a kid you would have watched Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. You wouldn't have maybe not read the comics. This would have been right, right. up this would have been that Spider-Man. It would be the Spider-Man that they've established, yeah. but I don't know if I would think it was great. Because I feel like it's very milk toast. But um, I don't know. There's, there's just, the things that grabbed me about characters when I was reading characters is when they had where where they had some real meat to them. And I'm like, the fact that like almost everything is so I don't know. It just feels so generic. Like everything is so generic in this. There's movie. no angst. There's no real baggage. Uh, I will say Humphrey Ching brought up one good thing in our Facebook group. <laughs> <laughs> he loved this movie, but he did he? Uh, he actually did. Yes. Oh wow! Surprise, surprisingly. Oh shit! I didn't actually read a lot of the. I didn't read any of the spoilers. There's a stuff, great spoiler like to, thread. Yeah. Well, I don't like to have my thoughts right. Influenced by anything going into well, this Humphrey Ching influenced my thought in one way, and I do agree. He's like, there's no, he's like, uh, Peter, when he becomes Spider Man, it kind of becomes a dick in costume because of the, the costume and the cockiness. Yeah, there's no difference. Yeah. yeah. So, and because he was a dick, he lets his, the killer of Uncle Ben run by him because he's being a selfish right, dick. Right, right, right. That is an important lesson. I was a dick one time, my uncle died. That's going to inform this character forever. That you don't get the feeling that this Peter has that in him or the, it's, it's a lesson it's, he needs. Well, it's a, it's a, it's in civil war. It's just a throw. It's just a line where he goes, when I have the, you know, when, when you have the things I have or whatever, I need paraphrasing, to, oh, and yeah. you don't stop them. And then the bad things happen. They happen because of you. Well, and they kind of do another uh, uh, allusion to the great responsibilities, great uh, power line. When you don't think it was odd that they were in it, they were sitting there in a bar and in, in costume, just drinking. They're in, they're in Europe. Nobody, it's the night monkey. Nobody knows. <laughs> and Quentin Beck is, doesn't have a secret identity. He just literally saved everyone. Yeah, but he doesn't have a secret identity. I guess. You know? Yeah, but no, but yeah. but Nick says heavy is the heart that wears the the crown. That's kind of like a with great power comes great responsibility. Uh, but then, you know, then there's a joke where he's like, he said you wouldn't get that because it's not a Star Wars reference. I, I will say, um, just thinking about all the tech, the amount of tech that's in the Marvel universe, they should never have like world hunger or like, right? you know, no one should be poor. <laughs> yes. like, the amount of tech that they have now, everyone should be living an amazing life. Yeah, you could literally do anything with it. Yeah. That barf technology alone. It starts to lose meaning when, when you have everything. They have everything. Like, yeah, when anything can happen, it just sort of starts to lose its meaning. But I don't know. They have everything. <laughs> and look, I they have magic. They have everything. I mean, but that's how the comics, right? The yeah. Comics have everything. But Peter had right, to make up a lot more. And there, there's rules and there's things. There's thresholds that they have, and and uh, things. I don't know. I mean, in the comic books, you know, they're they're um, talking about like decades of stuff and, and shit all gets mixed in there at, or, but you're talking about a couple movies right there's this very small you know but you're also and, talking and about all these things exist you're talking about what happens in 23 movies also i mean there's that slowly you start to see that how they're using going back into yeah. their source material and it's all built in there. I, I mean, that, that's what i it, thought but, was really clever like it fit into the mcu this is the mcu like, spider-man and it works well every time i sit down and watch one of these movies yeah. 
and I have to tell myself the same thing every fucking time to just so I don't fucking freak out. It's like, look, they started this universe without Spider-Man in their toolbox. Yeah, yeah. They started without Fantastic Four. They started without X-Men yep. in their toolbox. And then they had to build the universe around Tony Stark because that was the only thing that people responded to. And now everything has to react and, to that. Yeah. And yeah. I have to tell myself that this is basically like a very compromised version of Marvel Universe. Yeah. And I have to tell tell myself that this is a very compromised version of Spider-Man, which is my favorite character growing up my whole life. And it really kind of is upsetting to me that the company that finally gets a studio and finally has uh, all of the power to make you know their comic books come to life in film, and it's so compromised. And it's just as compromised almost as if it was at Fox or if it was anywhere. Like... It was, it, it, it's, it's, it still has this baggage. And I think that that ultimately is my problem with a lot of these movies is that they, they did their best to overcome all of these kind of like problems and things that they, they didn't have going in. And they're trying to course correct. And it's, it's upsetting that like, you know, maybe, maybe they'll they'll once they get all their their toys in, they'll wipe the slate clean and start a whole new universe again. I, that's where I think uh, they may be slowly going. Um, but I feel like at this point in time, I'm like, yeah, we've had some great moments in the Marvel, but we got robbed of Mandarin. Like Iron Man's greatest villain sucks. Yeah. So, um, but given that that's how it it laid out, given that's the chips they were dealt, I think they're doing a pretty good job, kind of fucking retrofitting yeah, this like, in. I got to like, you know, tell myself that so I can accept that. I'm like, this is Marvel doing this. Yeah. You know, this is Marvel kind of like dropping the ball here. Like this is Marvel, like allowing this other version of their characters to exist because, you know, I think that if they did it right, I think everyone would love it just as much or maybe even more mm. because. But what's right? Well, I think that when you have something that has been around such a long time in a, in a certain iteration with a certain continuity, it's pretty easy to define what it, what is right to a degree. I mean, yes, you have offshoots, you have times where uh, various writers come in and they do their thing and then it goes back to status quo. So they obviously they know what a status quo is, right? Like when they went, when they went and they did that reveal in civil war, they had to do brand new day to get to, Back to status yeah, quo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, there is a status quo. That's an inarguable thing. Yeah. And they're making a new status quo. And in the comic books, they would never really do that. They would do that in an Ultimates universe or something like that. Yeah, they mush it all together. And then, yeah. <laughs> so there is a status quo. There is like a there is a through There's line. There's a baseline somewhere. Yes. And we all know what that is. Uh, okay, a couple more questions, and then I want to go over some of these Easter eggs. Uh, there's a fucking shitload. Uh, first of all, regarding Ben... Parker, Uncle Ben. If you notice, on the briefcase. PFP. PFP, Benjamin Franklin Parker. Now, this. Can I say something real quick about Ben? Yes. It's, it, is, it is severely. They need him. Uh, well, this is. They need something. With this him. was one of my questions. Is I've almost come to accept Iron Man as his Uncle Ben. No, that, no? that's terrible. Uh, they, well, but okay. So then, follow up question. And John Watts, listen, John Watts, <laughs> John Watts has alluded to this. Ben, they've talked about. You got the initials on the luggage. That means Uncle Ben is in this universe, but it also doesn't necessarily mean he's dead. 
Uncle oh, Ben terrible. could still be a lot. Could he that'd be a be lot? really bad. And we haven't had the Uncle Ben moment. Well, th- here's the thing about Tony Stark being his Uncle Ben. Tony Stark doesn't need to be his Uncle Ben. Tony Stark can just be Tony Stark. In the comics, Captain Stacy dies as well. Yeah, Gwen yeah, Stacy. Gwen, he has yeah, a lot of moments yeah. where people very close to him oh, die because he's Spider-Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's just that's a Spider-Man thing. But Tony Stark didn't die because he was Spider-Man. Right. right. That's what I'm that, saying. That's right, not even right. his tone. That's not even his Uncle Ben. Even if no, it shouldn't be wanna, his Uncle Ben. At this point, it's, though, if they retroactively give you the Uncle Ben moment, is it even going to mean anything now? After all no, this time, no, it doesn't. Right? It, it, it's, it's. I feel it's like they've kind of blown character. that now. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they th- they could. No, yeah, they blew. They went through it. It's probably past this also, moment. Also, the other thing, uh, I think it was Humphrey Ching mentioned or somebody else, but he Peter cries a lot in these movies. This Tom Holland Spider-Man, he's always fucking crying. That doesn't bother well, me. What's wrong with that? After every fight, though, at least, you he's know. He's a teenager. Yeah, he gets emotional. I mean, but I would Toby wish Wire was crying all the time too. Well, he, and Toby McGuire Toby, was crying. Toby Garfield had, cried. Toby had worst cry face ever. He's Crider man. He's I actually. <laughs> Uh, that's kind of the thing I like about Spider-Man yeah. is he is very like an emotional mm-hmm. kid. Like mm-hmm. underneath when he takes off the mask, yep. you know, he's he's crying. There's one uh, story where he's um, with a kid that, and he's the kid. The kid's dying wishes to see him. The boy who collects Spider-Man. Right. Yeah, yeah. And he sees him and, and then he, he takes cry. off the mask. Yeah. He cries. Like, he is very he emotional. He's in, in touch. Yeah, he's woke, man. He's in touch with his feelings. You're right. He's he not even woke. He's just a kid. <laughs> yeah. But he's even a kid when he, doing things he does. He he's a, a kid thrown in impossible tasks that he doesn't. He's not nearly prepared for. But even when he's an adult in the comics, he will shed a tear. He's but not. I mean, look, you know, he's not a monster. He is a beta. He's a sensitive kid. Yeah. He is a person who's raised by older pa- older people, right? That have different sensibilities, and that were. So he's been an outsider for a long time. So he's going to be a little bit more sensitive. Than the average jock dude, like that's you know has his bravado and stuff like that. So when he, even though he has super strength and he can do all this great stuff, he's still vulnerable. He's still emotionally vulnerable. I like that you describe him as a beta because that's actually not insulting. That that's what makes right. him endearing. Yeah, to he's not the alpha nerds. Mm. He's not the alpha because the nerds hate the alphas. They get right. picked on by the alphas. He, that's he, why I liked him. Exactly. You know, yeah. Because yeah. he was like this outsider kid that nobody uh, really was in into or was ever noticed. He was kind of like this person that everybody glossed over. And then he gets these powers. He could do great things. And he does become a dick. He gets drunk with the yep, power. Yep. And then it, and his uncle dies. And then he has to like, whoa, all of a sudden. And that's the thing. We the haven't on that. seen that. It doesn't seem like that's happened. It doesn't seem like he ever had that lesson. But the whole movie has lots of emotion, lots of heart. And I think Toby also did nail that well, the weird kind of dorky Peter Parker. The thing that they the the thing that they got right in this movie was that he he wants to well, he wanted to be a normal person. Yeah. Um and not that that, that actual narrative works, but him having an emotion and wanting to be a normal is something that maybe Peter Parker would wrestle with in the comic books. It's just not earned in this movie, but it's something that Peter Parker in the comic books would wrestle with. He just, he gives up being Spider-Man plenty of times. Yeah. yeah. He quits because, you know, of the things it was weighing on him. But here he just like, I got to get laid. I need to fucking (laughs) get my first. So I'm going to give up being Spider-Man. You know, like the stakes weren't that high. Like, like it's not like 
MJ was going to die, no. and then he would never talk. Yeah. He was going to go back to school in yeah. Manhattan in, yeah. in, a, in a week. He could have still done something. No, but the tr- he just yeah. had this plan of like what he wanted to unfold and give her this I, the black doll. Uh, that 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 took me back to being uh, a teenager too, where you have these like you think they're romantic plans and they're really cheesy and dumb and like you just freak out. Like I I can totally connect with that part of. But after you've teenager. been dead, bitch, you and been to space, life. yeah, and brought back to life. <laughs> Bitch, you, you, you can't be like, all right, nah, when this trip's over, maybe I could still fucking hit on her. You know, like now that I know that this that she's not even into this dude that's trying to, you know, jock Fuck me right you, now. Brad Davis. Uh, I love Brad. That, Brad <laughs> Davis, another Easter egg. He was in the, he was a high school or a, a star quarterback in college, Empire State. Um, other Easter eggs, all like the license plate numbers. And anytime you see a number that, that references something. Uh, yeah, they're all like comic book issues. Yeah, like, like first that. appearances. Uh, behind Happy in the beginning when he brings the check, there's a poster, a wrestling poster. It's Crusher Hogan versus Boatsaw McGraw. Geek boner. Both, you know, Crusher Hogan from the original comic book, uh, storyline and Bonesaw from the Raimi movies. That's like the macho man. <gasps> Bonesaw is ready. <laughs> Ned Leeds and Betty Brandt, of course, a thing in the comics. Uh, the, all the hotel names and street names. There was Hotel Demadius, they were saying, for J.M. Demadius. There was also streets named after Brian Michael Bendis, David Michelini, Jerry Conway, and Ruggs, your favorite, Kali Slotto. Uh, Dan Slot, uh, Easter egg there. Dimitri, that Russian dude, quite possibly could be the person that becomes the chameleon oh, shit. and in the comics the chameleon's brother is craven the hunter now imagine this dimitri somehow gets the scroll shape-shifting dna spliced into him and now he can change his appearance like a chameleon that could fucking work or maybe he just takes mysterio's tech or takes mysterio's oh hello yeah uh, uh illusion tech and makes a thing uh so that would be great that would be a great way to leave into craven the hunter uh mj was wearing a tiger shirt at one point to reference the face of tiger you just hit the jackpot Lame. line <laughs> uh we talked about mysterious hallucinations straight out of the fucking comic yeah uh mj knows uh peter is spidey also from the comic books a lot of nods to the video game did you notice the video game easter eggs rugs no when he's making well, the suit they had a suit. Yes, in there. the velocity suit and the, the 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 video game suit is in that row of suits when he's making his own suit. I think I saw the twenty ninety nine suit as well. There might have been, and also the selfie he takes flying uh, when he's swinging to MJ. Like I hate that. That is exactly the <laughs> selfie with the peace sign. That's exactly what it looks like in the video game. What do you take? I, I actually liked him swinging around with MJ because in the comics they play it up as if this be this joyous thing. I love that she hates it, and then it. she's just fucking yes, hating yes. it because it's like it would be fucking scary. Yes, I love that. She's like, never doing that again. <laughs> uh, but I love his black and red suit also because there have been instances where they've colored it black and red just for effect. In the beginning, the printing was off. It was black and red. I think it looks sick black and red. Uh, and I like that he made his own suit, you know, and he figured things out when he was out of web shooters. He did he really? I don't make think I, mean, I would disagree with that. He okay, didn't. Well, make he his didn't. Own suit. He had help, but he, he didn't, Tony Stark. Tony he Stark's what, tech. St- what yes, suit he, he wanted? Assembled his own suit out of Stark tech. He didn't assemble. I mean, no. he basically <laughs> made his own suit like the way when you go into a store and you just buy a jacket and pants. Yeah, that's what he did. I take this one. But he was—he didn't make it. Yeah, but he was he taking things and apart and modifying it. them and adjusting and cus- he customized his own suit. Can we say that? All right, fair. It's customized. Uh, what, the, he doesn't need the Tony Stark tech. No, no, he doesn't. No, 
It'd be cool if he did his own. Like, he had one line where he did something nerdy, yeah. and I was like, that's it? Yeah. What was that line? He got pretty nerdy about- on the tra- on the plane, I think. When he was I talking think- to uh, Quentin initially about the the parallel universes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what that oh, was. He got just, excited like, one about nerd. That. Mo- I love yeah, that line where, man. and then Beck's like, hey, don't apologize for being the smartest man in the room. <laughs> Everyone gives him that look. That's great. Uh, so at the, also towards the end when he's swinging in Manhattan. By the way, that's the first time we've seen this Spider-Man swing through New York City. It looked great. He does pass the Avengers Tower, but there's uh, some people are saying there's a slight Easter egg that hinting at either Phase Four or the Fantastic Four. We don't know who bought it, but there's numbers on a billboard. It says one, two, three question mark. Wait till you know what. Wait till what comes next or something. But then when he's running over this building with the green roof, that is Norman Osborn's penthouse from the Raimi movies. The same one, uh, Willem Dafoe lived in it's just the same physical building in new york i don't know what that means uh and of course the daily bugle mysterio framing spider-man all straight from the comics and then the fury in tahiti little hit like it was tahiti from agents of shield i kind of like that too uh lot man lot just a fun a fun movie and a great a great capper i think it's a great capper to phase phase three in the whole infinity saga because they needed to leave you like what the fuck is going to happen next and i think they succeeded with that. All right, look, let's rank and rate the movie. Give me a number and give me a ranking out of the MCU movies and out of the Spider-Man movies. Oh, man. Rugs. A lot we, to think about. Rugs, you go first. We got your number. What are you going to give it officially? Um, What do you mean? On a scale of 1, one to, to 10? 10? What are you giving it? Oh, no. I think it, I'm dancing. I'm not like dancing between like a 7 point something and an 8. Okay. So let's say 7.75. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I've nailed out the number for you. Uh, And then out of uh, Spider-Man movies, where would you put this? Are you talking about the three Raimi movies, the two Mark Webb movies? I still like, I think Amazing Spider-Man is is a better Spider-Man movie than this. It is. What? So I do. I don't know. I meant to hit this. (laughs) Spider-Man actually fighting something. Yeah, he's punching people. And, And he's fighting very well. I think the effects are great in that movie. I think that there's that moment where he, where he's like injured and he's got to get up to the roof and people help him and it's cheesy, but like you cheer for him in that, in that moment. It's very and then, New York, that movie it's also. It's a very New York, yeah. New Yorky film yeah. and the, there's a lot of cool stuff in that movie. The relationship is Shit. very solid. I have to go back and think about that movie um, again. The only thing I don't like about it is the parent thing, whereas parents, uh, you know, genetically engineer. Yeah the the spiders right. uh, for to for yeah, with his DNA, yeah. and that kind of takes a little bit of that like the mystery out of Spider Man. But, yeah. but all and and nothing I don't like is the uh, Uncle Ben part of that. The uh, w- w- how he gets killed. I forgot how that happens in that movie. See, it's not as done as well. Is was it's lame. Can't remember but, how that happens. In that movie. And the skateboarding that's yeah, lame no, too. The Peter Parker should not be fucking skateboarding. Yeah, and nobody but, cares um, about his parents. Just stop. <laughs> Yeah, that those are some. Every movie's got a weakness, yeah. but I think that um, it's still more Spider-Man. Oh shit! Than this okay, movie. so um, so I will uh, huh. probably put this under Amazing Spider-Man one. So it would be my favorite is Spider-Man two, yeah. then Spider-Man one, yeah. Amazing Spider-Man, wow. and then this is kind of like uh, somewhere uh, maybe a. 
slightly I don't know if it's above homecoming or not. I really don't know. I mean, this is more action in it. Is it fair to put into the Spider-Verse in this mix? I I'm a little torn on that cuz no, we're no, just talking straight up yeah. Spider-Man. It's not live action and you could do whatever. It's a Miles Morales movie. Yeah, that's a good point. And so, it's not um, live action. It's not live action. Yeah, you can't put like Civil War in here or whatever. No, I'm talking yeah, just the main standalone Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Yeah, so I would put it like maybe third or fourth. All right, and then uh, as far as the MCU, 23 movies, what tier is this land in there for you? Oh, it's in dead in the middle somewhere. Middle, middle. Towards the bottom. M- bottom, yeah. middle tier, middle, bottom. Because I think my homecoming was like at that, almost at the bottom last time of all the MCU movies. All right. All right. Because they just got the character so wrong. The only thing they get right in this movie is, is Mysterio's illusion. Uh, when he's fighting Spider-Man. I think they got a lot the, more things right, like him using his spider sense. That was finally right. That was kind of cool, but it was more like Daredevil at that point. Him making the bomb on his own to take out the drones. Okay. You know? All right. That's okay. it. Well, yeah, all right. Well, and him and MJ. That's There's a lot. Okay, Anthony, anyways. That's not MJ. It's not MJ. The, First no. of all, this is not MJ, but this is this character. Whatever, Michelle, she's fine for him. It's not the MJ. It's just it's not different. Mary Jane. No. Mary Jane is somebody who gets he gets fixed up right. with and that, you know, that transfers to his school. Yeah. She's the new girl. His aunt's friends, daughter, uh, niece yes. or whatever. And then and then they're just friends right. for a long time. They and know then, each other. And then he dates someone and then she kind of falls in love with him through that. Yeah. And then and there's a Harry Osborne dies, When Stacy dies yeah. and then then Mary Jane consoles him and then they become lovers. That that's a completely different character. It's a completely different character. She's, she's a supermodel. Yes. She's yes. Michelle Jones. That's all. Yes. Yeah. She, that's it. Anthony, uh, give me a number and rank uh, rank it. Uh, I'd go seven out of ten. Okay. So not like a home run, which yeah. is a solid yeah. Marvel movie. Um, as far as the rankings with Marvel, probably like in the middle, like right somewhere like middle, yeah, upper middle, yeah, like upper middle as in closer to not the bottom, right. Um, middle I like top, it better than slightly Homecoming. middle top. Yeah, I would say it's third. I like Spider Man Two the best, yeah. and Spider Man that I probably put this third. Uh, the reason why I don't like Amazing Spider Man, um, besides the fact that Amazing Spider Man Two is terrible, is <laughs> Amazing Spider Man. They basically just undo the entire character because they put in there that his dad was experimenting with his own genes, so he was always meant to be the one and only Spider-Man. It's not anybody which, could be Spider-Man. Which, which is, may, takes away the entire point of anyone could have, this could have happened to anybody. It didn't happen yeah, to anybody. And, it was only going to happen yeah, to him because yeah, his genes yeah. were altered to be like spiders. They kind of do yeah, that in the that. comics so that's at, at, at one point where he's a totem. He's supposed to be the totem. That, that's, he doesn't no, that, that doesn't work. Everybody it's, hated yeah, that, too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It needs Come to be don't any guy. It was shitty writing that Straczynski did. <laughs> no, I'm just telling you what happened. It was shitty. It needs to be any guy this could have happened to. Like in Into the Spider Verse clearly gives you that, you know, you could put on and the fucking. I've, I've, uh, yeah, I've seen Into the Spider Verse being put in there. It's, you can't, it's just a completely different medium. Yeah, the different medium. There's where too you, many things you can do with a car. Like you a, could never do Into the Spider Verse in yeah, live action. You can't action. do that in and live not, action. It's just so. And not look yeah. stupid. Story wise, though, I think Into the Spider Verse is an amazing Spider Man story. It's great. Yeah. I like it. Uh, okay, so, okay. Where did I? So, third. I had it third. You had it third. Okay. Yeah. I will give this movie. Anthony actually gave it a lower score than I did. I did. Uh, what? And what? The number score? The seven out yeah. of ten. Oh, you gave it a lower, yeah. I'm giving it an eight and a half. <laughs> I, you know what? Initially, I was gonna give it like a clo- like eight point seven five closer to the nine, and then uh, on second viewing, I kind of I calmed down. I was like, okay, 
I see what's going on. I, oh, can I just mention another thing that maybe you don't have to do is the fucking slapstick comedy hitting your head on the fucking bell. I really wish they did not do that. Why yeah, are you doing annoying. this? Like the comedy is great, but they go like, whereas Raimi, he has some humor, but it is, it's taken very seriously and the hits are brutal and you feel the impact. This is like, it gets a little too jokey. The bell thing, the second time really bugged me. I was like, really? The bell? I, for, I forgot about Does he, the bell Don't you thing. not have some fucking spider sense or any kind of common sense at all, Peter Parker? Uh, anyways, 8.5. Uh, and out of Spider-Man movies, I will also put it third after the first two Raimi movies. Above Homecoming. I did like it better than Homecoming. But like we just said, if I was to take the story of Into the Spider-Verse, it would also fit in somewhere right there. Maybe even higher, but you can't really... Yeah, compare it. I don't think no, people that are giving this 98% are out of their minds. And then out of MCU, same as Anthony, I would like put it middle, middle top, middle, slightly top, top of the middle, a little bit above it, the absolute middle. There's a lot out of 23. There's a lot of fucking movies in there now to sort through is the thing. So, but I was, I was, I love this movie. Oh, I saw it in IMAX. I love this. I love I love this movie. <laughs> I'd like to change my score to a seven and tie with Anthony. Oh shit! Okay, seven. So we got a seven from Rugboy, seven from Anthony, eight and a half for me. I also gave it an eight and a half because I saw it in IMAX and I got a little Spider-Man toy. Anybody else get that little <laughs> figurine? It's lovely. It's, I ain't get shit. It's sitting on here on my desk. I have first of all, I got my Spider-Man backboards. I got me as a bobblehead as Spider-Man, and now I have. Spider-Man Far From Home. Spider-Man. 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 I'm excited. Let's see what the MCU brings for the future. We will find out San Diego D23 later this month and next month. But for now, it's weird that we don't know what's coming next. You know, now is the time where they can let loose their plan. Something we've been dying to know. Good stuff, Rugs. Where can the listener find you online? Online? You can find me at Really Rugboy on Twitter. And in line for sandwiches at the local bodega. Ooh, online. I like and that. And in line. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, show notes for this episode. Listener, jockandnerd.com slash 281. Visit our lovely website. There's links to everything we talk about, how to get in touch, how to subscribe for free on multiple different platforms so you never miss a show. Let us know what you think. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And if you like the show, of course, spread the geekery. Share it with a friend. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast this week. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We'll peep you next time. Here's some gypsy Spider-Man jazz. Let me tell you about Tony, all right? Tony ruins lives. <laughs> I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. I love this movie. <laughs> I love Talk this movie. You're still here? You're still here? It's over! Go home! Go! Go! Go home! It's over! Get out of here! Go home! Alright? Leave! Leave! I'm calling the cops! Get out of here! Get out! Well, I did. The ending of Ferris Bueller wasn't that long a thing, but uh, go, go, get the fuck out. Uh, he didn't say that either, but that's me ad-libbing. Okay, just go, 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 go.